0: Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 194, from June 26th, 1996, a Wednesday night show. No guest tonight. The show actually opens to a hard copy drop, I think. Adam jokes about Dr. Drew still in Mexico, trolling for underage prostitutes, and Dr. John is in the studio making his debut of the Adam Carolla era. Dr. John has four more known appearances of the Adam Carolla era. They go in-depth on his therapy practice and the rate he charges for families versus individuals. Adam gives out the numbers, and they jump right into the calls. After the first break, they return to a David Spade intro, uh, recorded from one of the lost episodes between 131 and 162, it seems. The episode where Anne bribed him to guest on the show. Awesome. Adam mocks his stature and calls him cute and then he plugs tomorrow night's show with Tori Amos he calls her really fun and nuts implying this might be her second booking of the Adam Carolla era or he met her while working on the Kevin B morning show they try to structure this episode to focus more on the psychology and the mental health aspects of the Loveline calls and as per usual this was recorded in 1996 some of the medical advice may be out of date please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day Loveline 1-800-LOVE-191 listener discretion is advised you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One on Facebook Podcast One as well, and podcast1.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on.
1: The following program is a podcast1.com production.
2: listener discretion advised now here's loveline with dr drew and adam carolla
3: he wrote his chaplain quote i became stimulated and had to gratify my urges or explode
4: well what do you know about that the uh, I mean, one nut wonder engineer mike uh, hard at work Put at least 15 minutes into that drop uh, during his own hours i'm sure I am Adam Carolla. We have no Dr. Drew yet again tonight. He is still in uh, Guadalajara trying to um, solicit um, teenage prostitutes. But instead, we have Dr. John coming in here. Now, Dr. Bruce came in here the last few nights and did a great job. He was a medical doctor. And tonight, we have uh, the doctor of um, the brain. the uh, Dr. John's a psychologist, are you not? That's correct. And... Um, a lot of people confused out there the younger listeners a difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist. Psych- psychiatrist can can uh, prescribe drugs.
5: Psychiatrist has a uh, is an MD, Doctor of Medicine, and a psychologist has a PhD or a doctorate in psychology. Uh-huh. And does psychotherapy. Right, which is counseling.
4: Right, and that's what you do. That's correct. What is uh, your practice mainly consist of besides crazy people? Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Children, teenagers, and their families, and uh-huh. uh, young adults. You do a lot of uh, family uh, counseling. A lot of
5: family counseling. It's probably one of the best modalities we have.
4: On right. Family work. And what about? And that can get a little hairy.
5: It gets very hairy. And very exciting.
4: What about? Uh, what about couples? Do you do couples? Yes, I do couples. Would you do me and Drew? Would you give us a break? You bet. Now, when you do, when you, you charge like 90 bucks an hour or whatever it is. Yeah, kind of like that. And when you do a family, is it still 90 bucks an hour or is it 90 bucks a Well, your a, family, a we do a lot
5: more, but uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's, for me, it's the same rate per hour.
4: All right, because my dad's a psychologist yeah, and uh, so. we had him in the other night. Okay. And, uh, I'll have a good time with you, too. All right, well, let's, uh, <laughs> let me get the phone numbers out. 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310 854 Ryan, 16, you're on Loveline. How you guys doing tonight? Hey, and uh, let me just remind the Loveline listeners that, again, even though he is Dr. John, he is psychologist Dr. John. So tonight maybe a little lighter on the uh, medical problems and a little more on the more cerebral, the uh, psychological problems. Relationship. Oh. Relationships.
1: Relationships. That's cool. No, I got, a, I got two big major problems.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. One is when I, like, I always, like, get real nervous when I, like, go to ask a girl out, and I don't know actually what, like, to say. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm always afraid. Of, I'm, I'm always afraid of like rejection and stuff. Right. And then my second one is, I'm scared. Like, when I am going out with someone, like, how to get them, like, you know, have sex or you know, talk them into it, or right? You know, see if they're like that kind of person or.
4: All right. I
1: mean, that isn't the only thing I look at when I go out with a girl.
4: All right. So basically, you need a uh, pickup line and an ether rag. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean this is this is something that happens when you're uh, all through life, and eventually it wears off. Hopefully, mm-hmm. this sort of nervousness and insecurity around the opposite sex. I think eventually, as you get older, you just don't care anymore. It's like yeah, I've been rejected now uh, into the thousands of times, and this is just going to make it a you know fifteen hundred and one times I've been rejected, and you just go in there. And it yeah. becomes a part of life. Now, when you've never been rejected before or you've only been rejected once or twice, it, it smarts a little more. Yeah. But uh, right. I'll let Dr. John chime in here.
5: All right. Ryan, I think it's very normal to to uh, experience rejection. And mm-hmm. have you been in a relationship before?
1: Yeah. Oh, plenty of times. A lot of girls. Long term? Oh, um, really, my longest has maybe been like three months. But it just seems like after a while, they, I don't know, they like they get tired or something like that but see
5: they get tired of of you
1: people what
5: they
4: get tired of you
1: i don't know if you're just tired of me i think it's more like just just tired of just relationships you know because after a while
4: i'm i'm gonna cast ryan yeah i'm gonna cast my vote for tired of you by the way (laughs) but go ahead
1: (laughs) okay no uh i don't know like me like my friends some of them can go, go to the mall and just like see a girl and go up to them and you know, say, hi, how are you doing? Can I get your number? no see me, uh-huh. I'm more nervous. I sit back and would want them to come to me, but, see, I can't do that. But you've
4: had plenty of girlfriends. Oh, yeah. So you can't be too bad. Yeah. Are you virgin? Yeah. Okay. So you, you, seem to, see, well, you seem to have a little anxiety about that. Mm-hmm. You, you you feel like uh, you, you can't uh, close the deal or something yeah. sexually. I but, just want to. Get it over with, right? They right. Did
1: it so. I mean, not I mean, when I go out with a girl, right. That's the last thing I think about. I mean, really. I mean, right. Some girls these days they think you know, guys. That's all they want is sex. You know, and sex, sex, sex. But right. See, I mean, when I go out with somebody, it's like, if it happens, it happens. I, mean, I don't sit there and like cry or beg or all anything right. like that. So, and,
5: so relax. Ryan, what is what is important to you when you go out with a girl?
1: Uh I just like trust, and I like it when you know, I, we don't have to like worry about like. You know, like them going out, you know, I just like, you know, I just like yeah. having the girlfriend. I just, I don't know, I feel more comfortable. because you mean like
5: having someone to talk to, someone to do things with? Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. I mean, I just, uh-huh. that's how I feel. I mean, I just like.
4: All right, Ryan. Fine. Yeah. Ryan. Please, you have to learn to relax. You're mm-hmm. like a little spider monkey crawling on my shoulders. All right. Well, please. And, then, and believe me, the women pick up on this, too. They like that, uh, you know, you think of all the male sex symbols mm-hmm. in the past, uh, the James Deans, the Marlon Brandos, before he turned into a big, bloated, uh, insane <laughs> <laughs> uh, bigot. But uh, these guys, they a men of a few words, mm-hmm. a few words and much action. You can't uh you cannot be talking circles around these people and expect them to be attracted to that you gotta play you gotta you gotta ease up you gotta relax a little and you gotta play cool and let them do a little guessing and try to figure out what kind of guy you are instead of you yapping uh <laughs> over and over again and them knowing what kind of guy you are
1: yeah, I'm in a relationship right now oh you are yes i, I well it took uh-huh. me like for like forever like my right. like this girl out, but it's like I can't like i feel like I still haven't like bonded with her yet but I
4: think I, you know, I think it is official now. Okay, well, Ryan, Ryan, we're we're running a little long here, but here's okay. here's the deal. Okay, take a breath, relax, and don't sell too hard. Do not push your product good, too hard. You are the product, and you may be a great product, but you make people nervous if you push too relax. hard on it. And it's kind of interesting when uh, Ryan was talking about his uh, virginity and losing it. That women want the first time to be this great spiritual bonding and beautiful experience, and the guys want to get it over with yeah <laughs> and that that's, that's gonna one cause of the trouble. basic problems yes basic problems amy 16 you're on love line with dr john hi hey
6: hey um i kind of have a problem see i have this really great dad he's actually my stepdad and i love him to death but i have no idea who my real father is i mean i do i know his name and that's about it and i I don't know, I see all these fathers or whatever, like, in my church or with my friends or whatever, and I get really jealous. I mean, because I wish I could have a father like that, because my stepdad's in a wheelchair.
4: We wait, Were you adopted by somebody? No, no, no. Okay. See,
6: my mom left my dad, and...
4: When you are you're, real, real young. Your birth father. I wasn't father. even born. Oh, yes. okay. All right.
6: So I have no idea who he is. Uh-huh. And I just, I don't know if I should try and find my other father or what.
4: She, she never keeps in contact with him? No. No child support or anything like that. No, they weren't married. And he he was aware of you, though. Yeah. But he yet he never made an attempt to, right. c- to come see you. Right. And what kind of stories does your mother tell you about your real father? Nothing. Have you asked her?
6: No, I'm kind of afraid to.
4: Do you think he was, uh, you know, beating her or something, no. and that's why she left him?
6: I kind of know that the reason, part of it was he didn't want a kid... And so he got upset, and then she left him, but he was going to leave her anyway. It's a really long story.
5: Okay. Hey, Amy? Yeah? You know, this is a, it's very normal for, for people to want to search and find out their real parents. All yeah, right? So what you're doing, your urges to do that is very normal. But I would wonder about your relationship with your stepfather. And, and you mentioned he's in a wheelchair. What is that relationship yeah. like?
6: He's great. I mean, I love him to death. I consider him my real father. Uh-huh. I mean, but I don't know. We don't talk. I mean, we're not like a normal father and daughter relationship. I mean, he thinks of me well, you know, like his, his little girl or whatever, yeah. you know, what that would, type of dad thing.
5: I mean, what would that mean to you to have a normal father-daughter relationship? What does that I mean? I don't
6: know. Um, to, I don't know, be with your daughter or whatever and go to volleyball games or whatever and be
5: Do able things to with her
6: you know, do that stuff, ballerina, all that other stuff. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm too old for that now, but I mean, you well, know.
5: I don't, you know, I don't know anything about your stepfather, but I know a little bit about what you've said about the relationship. And the fact is, is you have a father right there.
7: Yeah.
5: And you have someone who apparently seems to be willing uh, to be with you. And I would encourage you to focus on that relationship. Not to give up necessarily searching for your real father, but you've got a father figure right there.
4: Yeah, and you may be a little disappointed to find out uh, uh, what kind of guy this guy is. Because after all, this is the guy who knocked up your mom and who basically fled the scene and was Totally aware of you and your existence and never made any attempt to uh, contact you and form any kind of relationship. I mean, that's the kind of guy you're dealing with. Now, you know, years go on, people mature and people get better. But he should be the one who's being sort of plagued and haunted by this, not not Amy. So I, it makes me question what kind of guy she'll find uh, when she gets there. And oh, also, I, I feel uh, badly for some of these step parents and adopted parents. They, they're great people. They come in. They take kids who who are not their own blood they they go through the same stress trials and tribulations that parents do and i i swear i think parents do you know they're cleaning up poop they're bailing the kid out of juvenile hall they're they're going to uh the pta meetings and that's easy to do when it's your own blood but when it's not your own blood that's a pretty big pain in the ass and so these are pretty special people who do this that's and right. it's a little bit of a slap in the face to to you know I don't know start your search for your for the guy who neglected you. All right, Stephanie, eighteen. You're on Love Line with Doctor John. How are you doing? Good. Good.
8: Good. Okay. Here's the situation. Um, I met this guy a year ago. And everything was perfect for the most part. A month into the relationship, however, he told me that he did have a girlfriend, and um, I was like, damn. But I mean, hey. So um, she was nowhere around, though, so it wasn't like it was serious. Um, so we continued on, and everything was great. I went away to college for my freshman year. And, um, well, actually, before I went away, I thought, you know, how far can this relationship go? You know, it's a summer fling, whatever. So, but it didn't end there. Once I went to college, he called. He supported me, you know, all my freshman fairs. Um, we stayed in touch over the internet and everything. When I came back, you know, we were always together.
4: Uh, wait a minute. How old is this guy?
8: He is a senior. Well, he's, mm, he's he was twenty one when I
4: met him. Uh-huh. And when you say he supported you, you mean financially?
8: <laughs> no, I wish, but um, no, just like mentally. I mean, like um,
4: the confidence. All right, so he was he was there emotionally for you, mm-hmm. but right. yet the guy still has a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But you don't know if she lives in the same state no, 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 or what. No,
8: no. Okay, he goes to college, but she she goes to the same college, but she was leaving for the summer. But I mean. Then I went away, and she came back, you know, school began. And so um, and so she was back into the picture, you know, when, when I would call him. You know, sometimes she might pick up the phone or whatever. <sighs> it was a long situation. But anyway, the point is um, our friendship has grown big time, and the physical, the physical, the physical aspect is wonderful. And um, I don't want to leave the relationship, and he doesn't either. So I don't
4: know. <laughs> right, but which relationship doesn't he want to leave, both of them? Both of them. Listen, Stephanie. I would like to have every car I've ever owned. I really would. I'd like to have every house I've ever lived in. I'd like to have uh, every, everything I've ever bought or ever possessed in my entire life, including every girlfriend I've ever had. I wish they were all on call. I wish they were all as smart as you and could wait for me to call them when one of my other girlfriends took ill or left town or, or did something like that.:
8: I mean, I mean, even when she's in OK. Like, right now, she stayed for the summer because she found out about me, and so she stayed this summer. But he goes out of his way to come and see me. You know, and I do the same. I mean, I come over there. He always makes time for me. That's what I'm saying. And I don't feel like I'm hurting myself if I stay in this relationship, but I don't.
5: Hey, Stephanie. Huh? How much have you talked with him about this? Have you told him that he has to cut it off with her?
8: In a way.
4: <laughs> in <laughs> a way. In a way. In a way. In a way in a way yeah yeah. Nah. He,
8: okay he dated this girl back in high school so they've been together for like five years I know it's hard for he's like you know I mean it may be an excuse but he's like okay I don't want to cut it off with her because it's really going to hurt her but he knows he's going to sooner or later
5: alright Stephanie wait a second you really like this guy I do uh, he has a girlfriend now uh, why haven't you told
4: him she's got to go
5: <sighs> I got I, why, why I What's know why that? do you we'll know why him.
4: We know why do you know why I, Stephanie you
5: know, I don't
8: think he'll let me go if I tell him that I think well he'll keep well, I've told him that you know I've kind of told him and he's like well I'm, I'm going to I'm going to
4: right.
9: You
8: know.
4: right right but it's it's we're not talking about this guy getting his teeth clean <laughs> Stephanie <laughs> we're talking about another relationship and even if he sneaks out and makes time for you once or twice a week that still leaves five or six days a week he's in her arms true doesn't but, I mean, what, that I mean, doesn't like, repulse you at all?
7: Okay,
8: the thing is, he. I know, I know, I know. He doesn't want to beat me. You no, know, I don't. I don't think he wants to marry or anything. And I know when we're together, he's like, you know, this is what I want, Stefan. But then I go away in the in the um, fall. The thing is, I mean, if we stay together, we could. I mean, he's what I want, you know.
4: Right, but I think part of the reason he's what you want is because he's not available
8: that, and he plays football, and he's really sexy.
4: Okay, so he's got a nice ass, and he's <gasps> and he's unavailable. His ass isn't even available.
5: Hey, uh, oh, Stephanie. Man,
8: it is, because, I mean, he, it keeps me satisfied.
4: Stephanie, huh? do, is there anybody else for you?
8: I mean, other guys. I go to school in Atlanta, and there are a lot of guys there, you know? And I date around, but no one measures up to him. All right,
4: All right. but but there are those of us who do. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) You like the phraseology there? Huh? I wasn't looking at John when I said that. (laughs) Stephanie, listen, you need a guy who's going to pay attention to you full time. This is ridiculous. I agree. It 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 hurts your self esteem, does it not? Not really. Yes, it does. (laughs) Please, you know what, Stephanie? You have such a song and dance worked out. You have all the angles covered because you cover them in your head. Every time you talk to this guy, you got it all worked out. You kind of told him they wanted to break up. The only reason he doesn't <laughs> want to break up with her is because it would be too hard on her, but he really has strong feelings for you, and there's no other man who can take his place. You got okay, it all so, worked out.
8: So what do you want me to
4: do? I mean, you don't believe it. I don't, okay. okay, you, okay. You, you give him an ultimatum. You tell him, look, either, you know, either we're exclusive or that's it, and you okay. stick to it. And here's I, the deal, Stephanie, and you may be, okay. Okay. you're scared to find this out, I know. But if he doesn't go with you, then he wasn't that interested in you. And if he does go with you, then he is. And you're going to find that out when you call his bluff. And that's why you have to do it. And you have to be strong enough to be able to handle the truth. (sighs) Jeez, it's been like ten minutes, fifteen minutes of the show now. I haven't made any penis jokes or masturbatory jokes. You've I think really
5: done some good, Adam. You've really done. I know.
4: Good. I'm going to oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to really dispense some irresponsible <laughs> advice in the well, second break wait. here. And I blame you, John. Well, thank you. It's you. I take the, full credit. It's damn glasses. And uh, are you
5: frightened of psychologists? Is it, should my, we
4: talk? Your father's a psychologist. All right, and that's the deal. And when I get in a room with a psychologist, I feel like I have to like adhere. You know, it's like that hebrew national commercial where they go we must answer to a higher authority well, that's true. yeah i feel yeah, like I'm I, glad. see because when you're gone and we just have like some guy from rancid here then you know i'm going in the mud with him but with you here i feel like i, I feel like i have to aspire to something it's really a lot you're of pressure just
5: fine adam just fine
4: right but uh, meanwhile the ratings are going <laughs> through the cellar mario 18 you're on love line with uh, adam kroll and dr john
10: well, i want to know if i'm addicted to pot and i haven't been smoking like for 10 days
4: Mm Mm-hmm.
5: all right tell us a little bit of history how long have you been smoking and
10: for four years and how often like every single day like about seven times a day all right Uh, and are
5: you are you uh uh addicted to any other substances do you drink alcohol any other drugs
10: lsd
4: lsd yeah how often do you do that
10: Like, whenever it's around.
4: Uh Uh-huh.
10: Like, sometimes I'll do it for a week straight. Uh
4: Uh-huh. All right, so you got a drug problem. Yeah. But what made you give up the pot?
10: Because, like, right now I'm trying to get a job and everything.
4: Uh Uh-huh. And they're they're doing, uh, pardon me, drug testing?
10: Yeah. And that's why I am like, stopping.
4: Uh Uh-huh. So you're basically doing it for someone else, but in a way, it's it's turning out okay anyway because uh, you're not stoned for the first time in your life.
10: Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I've been depressed and yeah.
4: nervous and shaking. So. Right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, those
5: reactions are fairly normal when you've come off of you know regular daily use of marijuana, Mario. Yeah. I've talked a lot with Doctor Drew about this. There's uh, pot addiction is not 100% physiologically addictive in in everybody. It affects anywhere from 35 to 50% of the people being physically addictive. The others are psychologically addicted, right? Whereas uh, is heroin is like uh, physically, is physically addictive. addictive, and pot is about thirty-five to fifty percent physically addictive. Oh. Um, but it's clear you've had a regular, regular use, or I should say, abuse of it. But
10: and like is, it, is it bad to smoke it? Like, if you have asthma, uh,
4: I would have to say yes. I'm going to go out on a limb and agree with the doctor on this one. <laughs> I'd have to say yes.
5: Uh, Mario, I think there are plenty of, of, of programs around. There's Marijuana Anonymous. There's 12-Step AA programs. that you can be talking to people about some oh, of
10: these symptoms. I go symptoms. to a psychiatrist and everything because I... Well, good. suicide and everything.
4: All right. All right. all right. Keep talking with your psychiatrist. Absolutely. Keep keep paying him money so he can play golf. Is that what you're saying, doctor? <laughs> I'm saying keep talking to him if, if he's being helpful. Yeah. Hey, Michael. Huh. <laughs> I mean Mario. <laughs> I mean Michael. Listen, it, it sounds like you're, you're 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 starting to do okay. All right. But, uh, but I feel depressed. Yeah, of course you feel depressed. You you're on. You, you know, you're a drug addict for many years, and now you're off. And when you quit anything. When you do anything all the time, the body gets used to it, and and if it's heroin, it's real extreme, and if it's alcohol, it's pretty extreme, but it's pretty extreme with marijuana, and yes. it's that way with relationships. Hell, when they took Baywatch off Channel 13 and started running Star Trek, I went into, I had to detox. <laughs> I mean I I wasn't I wasn't right for a couple of, a couple of nights. I really wasn't. And because I got myself in a little pattern it got screwed with. When your dog dies, you you're sad. Anytime something, something changes, changes, you got to quit seeing this or stop doing that or whatever. It you're screwed up for a little while. But oh, the nice. deal but the deal is is you got to push your way through it. And then it gets less and less and less and less, and, and then eventually you feel better. But you cannot say, hey, I feel like crap after the third day. I guess I better get back on the, the crank or the horse or whatever it is I drop. Mario,
5: one other question. Are you on any psychotropic medication? Is he gone? Yeah, I take Novin. Okay. You've got to be off the pot when you're taking that.
4: And we'll be back. Hello,
11: is this Love Line? I have a problem with my stool. Hello, Love Line? Have a problem with his too. The phone
2: number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. 191 gotta go. will oh, back. Really
12: Thursday, May 29th, from the producer of Scrubs and Cougar Town, comes the new comedy, Undateable.
13: I could probably be all over you, like, kiss me and, like, touch me. And you wouldn't do anything, because you're my friend, right?
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. They might be stuck in the friend zone now, but every underdog has his day.
6: Sweetie, are you are you okay? Are you having a little stroke?
1: Got f- a fine life, a uh, force f- <laughs> Chris D'Alia stars in the premiere of Undateable, Thursday,
12: May 29th, followed by Last Comic Standing on NBC.
7: Hey everybody, I'm Karen Bryant. Check out the Karen Bryant podcast at podcastone.com. It's finally here. It is a behind-the-scenes look at the world's fastest-growing sport, and that is MMA. I'm going to have interviews, analysis, lots of humor with some of the biggest names and the rising stars in the sport. Listen, if you're already a super fan, or even if you're just looking to learn more about the sport, download new episodes of the Karen Bryant podcast every Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.
14: Hi, this is David Spade, and when I'm driving around listening to the radio, if there's absolutely nothing on any other station,
4: I listen to "Love Line" with Adam and Drew, because I am naughty. No he is such a little cutie, that David. You just want to just pick him up and take him home with you. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. John filling in for Dr. Drew. He is a psychologist, so um, tonight the uh, questions will be uh, oriented toward that subject just a little bit more and a little less on the pure uh, medical topics. And um, tomorrow night, Tori Amos will be in here, so yes. that should be a very uh, interesting show. And uh, who's the doctor tomorrow night? Are you doing it tomorrow night, That's Dr. John? Me, Adam. Oh, good. So I'm you like do you like Tori Amos?
5: I, uh, I've never heard Tori Amos. Oh, you haven't? Oh, she's real good. I've heard great things.
4: Real spacey, real good, and uh, should make for a very interesting show. Excellent. And I'm going to need you to, to uh, back me up when I'm interviewing her the way I'm Dr. Right Drew does, yes. which is folding his arms and sliding his chair back <laughs> to the corner of the room. I'll be right behind you. <sighs> All right. So you got a call picked out there, uh, Dr. One. John? Bill, 23, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. <laughs>
14: Um, my girlfriend, we've been seeing each other for two years and I got engaged with her and everything, bought her a ring, took her up to eat, all that noise. Um, but lately she's been kind of standoffish, you know, just like standing on a way and she doesn't like touch me as much as she used to, Mm-hmm. you know, like the physical aspect of things. Right. I've talked to her about it and I've asked her, you know, Hey, you know, what's going on? Are you like. I mean, do you need space? I've even asked her, do you need space? You you have space? Yeah. She doesn't go into it.
4: Let me tell you, when a couple's arguing, whatever question you ask the person, they will always deny it. If you go, you need a little space? No, no, no. Do you want to see other people? No, no, no. Um, Do you need to sleep at night and breathe oxygen during the... No, 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 that's not it. That's not, no. I mean that always happens, but they're they're usually telling you they need some space when because they are getting some space. Wait, did you did you are you engaged to her? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so you got her you got her engagement ring. Yes. Yeah. Okay, but you didn't set a date for the uh, marriage. No. Okay, so it did 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 this all start after you gave her the ring?
14: Uh, no. It's just been recently, like the past three or four months. Uh, how
4: yeah. long how long ago did you give her the ring?
14: Oh, about a year ago.
4: Oh, okay.
5: Has anything happened that, that would cause her to be more disinterested?
14: Yeah, that's why I don't I, I don't know. She doesn't. Yeah. She won't talk about it. Yeah. She just like sits there and goes, you know, I don't know. You know, it gives me that, I don't know. <laughs> bugged, Bill, really let me say me.
5: one thing. It's it's often really uh, beneficial when you're talking with someone about a problem in a relationship to start out by saying what you feel. You know, start out by saying, I feel such and such, I feel this. I mean, it's pretty basic, but I think it can be very helpful because then you don't come across accusing her of something.
14: Well, yeah. Well, when I go to, you know, try to make the moves, you know, try to get her to go to bed or whatever, she's just like, well, oh, wait till later, wait till later. And then later comes along, and it's like 9.30 at night, and i got to go to work. Well, here's yeah, what I
4: happened. I'll tell you what the problem is. Huh? She, You uh, gave her the ring. You uh, got engaged. Uh, you spoke of marriage, and she slid into the marital role. She's she's she got a couple steps ahead of you, and is practicing uh, withholding sex like I a don't good know wife. About that at all. Oh, come on, John!
5: No, 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 no! I, I...
4: <laughs> oh, please, John. <laughs> Let
5: me just uh, play devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. Um, what if, in fact, she is disinterested in you? What if, if she, she doesn't it. want to have sex with you when you do? Are you open to talking to her about that? Are you?
14: Well, yeah, I, I am very open to talking. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's, it, I mean, I make it obvious that I want to discuss it. And, uh-huh. You know, hey, is everything okay? I mean, is it something going on? You know, within your family or something going on? How about,
4: about we do a little group counseling session here, Bill? Where is this young lady?
14: She's in Albany. Right
4: uh-huh. Her
14: great-grandmother just
4: died. So. Oh, okay. All right, so well, maybe, maybe now is not the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hi, how's Great your grandma nuts. doing? Oh, sorry to hear that. Bill. <laughs> yeah. Um. How often do you have sex with her?
14: Mm, once a week.
4: Once a week. At the most. Right. So it's more like, what, three, two and a half, three times a month? Yeah. Okay, and it used to be every night?
14: Practically.
4: <laughs> uh-huh. All right, so she's, I mean, people...
9: She used to be very physical, too.
4: Yeah, people use sex, males and females, is a way to either get close to someone or get away from somebody. And I mean, you know, when when you're doing it uh, in in elevators and you're doing it uh, in, in 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 the back of the church and all that kind of stuff, well, then it's the part where you're getting close. And sometimes when they withhold, it's it means they're trying to get a little distance from you. And obviously, that's what she's doing. And you just have to tell her that you got to know because. You cannot go through your life with these big question marks floating around in your head, especially when you're talking about getting married. Absolutely. Absolutely. Eric, 23, you're on Loveline with Dr. John. Adam, Dr. John, how are you guys doing? Good. good,
14: Good. I got a question. Me and my partner at work, we're talking about this, and he claims that he can take a woman during sex so far into orgasm that she loses control of her body as she starts to gas or fart. I've never heard of this, and I
4: didn't know if it was true or not. You know what, Eric? <laughs> I was just talking about this at lunch today with somebody. You've got to be kidding. No, because I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I was
15: at lunch there.
4: That's right. Ann and I, it, we had like a radio I, station lunch. and right. uh, Ann, you were probably four or five chairs away from me, mm-hmm. but uh, we had Kevin in between us. And Kevin at one point told me, hey, would you quiet down with the penis and fart? conversation because you know me i'm I'm kind of my voice carries uh and we're sitting in el torino and i'm going why is it when a guy gets an erection he all of a sudden he can't pee and he doesn't seem to be able to fart like he used to and (laughs) except for that i think there's certain valves that close down again uh i'm no doctor but i know now wait a minute i know when you get an erection as a male and, and you're having sex it's almost impossible to pee and that's a right. that's one of the reasons I, I'm an atheist. But if I was to believe there was a God, that would be one of the good arguments for there's a God, because somehow he he is sort of programmed into this body the the, the inability to urinate with an erection, which I think is a positive thing, and, unless it's the morning and you're you're peeing all over the potpourri basket when you're trying to hit the toilet, but. I'm not so sure about the gas part. And I've never been able to put, peel off a fart in the middle of sex. Lord knows I've tried. <laughs> Just to sort of, you know, it's an ambiance. <laughs> yeah, thing. You know, you know, they Shoot. went the full experience of the man, and that's a big part of my life. But he says he can do this for women. When he's down below?
14: Whenever. He, he was pretty adamant about it that he could do it any time. And I actually asked his wife about it because I was real curious, and she agreed to it too. She said, yeah, I do. And I asked around, and some other people had. And
4: but had, but are you sure he's not talking about what we lovingly know as the no, the no, queef? That's,
14: that's what I asked him too, and he said no. It's, she has
15: gas.
4: All right, and this is every woman. He brings. He he will bring the gas out of if he if he if he had sex with Margaret Thatcher, she would blow a big fart about halfway <laughs> into it.
1: That's pretty much what he's claiming.
4: All right, so this guy's claim to fame is basically he can pull that's gas great. out of women. Yeah, exactly. You've well, got some great friends. Yeah, you should erect a monument to this guy. <laughs> Eric, uh, w- I, uh, which Arby's did you say you guys worked at? Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell cares? <laughs> uh, you know what I love about guys? Oh. Guys c- will brag sexually about almost anything, just as long as it's got. I mean, you can this guy going, i tell you, man, women love me so much that they break wind when I'm with them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, and, the other, and Eric buying right into it. Serious? Oh, yes. How do you do it? Oh. Well, man, I'll tell you. It was, and sometimes I'll just look at a woman the right way and she'll <laughs> blow a big fart. I mean, right across the bar. I'll know she's mine, man. <laughs> 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 what the hell is that? Guys really can turn almost I anything did. into a plus, actually. <laughs> to me, that's a negative when a woman breaks wind, especially when you're you know doing certain acts. Jade, 13.
7: Hi, um, I have a problem because um, I've been emotionally abused and physically abused, and like after they do that, they'll go, "Oh, I'm so sorry, you know, we didn't mean it," and you know, like I know I should get out of there, but like that makes me stay.
4: Who, who's they? Your parents? Yeah. And what makes you stay?
7: Like when they go, "Oh, I'm so sorry," you Right.
4: Know. Well, and the fact that you're 13, and what, what are you gonna do?
7: Live with my grandma.
4: Uh huh. And what what kind of physical and emotional abuse?
7: Like they'll tell me that like they wish I was never born, and that they wish I would run away, and that they hope I kill myself, and that all this stuff. And then like, and then um, like physical, they'll like throw me around and smack me really hard and stuff.
4: And this is your mother and your father.
7: Both, yeah.
4: And they're both equally as is bad.
7: Um, my dad's a little less bad.
4: Mm-hmm. And these are your, your real parents.
7: Yeah, both of them.
4: And okay, so I mean, this this is a bad situation, and they're bad people. But we're that that's in that's obvious. So we're going to keep moving forward. What do you do? I mean, when to um, provoke these attacks, if anything? I mean, uh, are you are you would you call a good kid?
7: Well, yeah, from what they
5: know. Well, I don't think there's anything that a child. No, can I mean, I'm provoke. not. I'm Physical not condoning abuse. it in any
4: way. I'm just saying: uh, uh, Are you combative? Are you troubled? Uh, do you do you go to school?
7: Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I do other stuff, but they don't know. They don't know about it, and I know they don't know.
4: Right. So yeah. they should be they should be yelling at you, but they don't know about the stuff they should be yelling at you about. They're just yelling at you anyway. Yeah.
5: Hey, Jade, what what have you done so far about it?
7: Nothing.
5: Okay, so no one else outside of this phone call, no other adults know about this happening.
7: Adults? Um, yeah. Well, besides her parents, does but like she's just like a really good friend and everything.
5: Yeah. See, I imagine when this happens, it's an incredibly scary and frightening to you. Yeah. And I think you've got to get out of this situation. You've mentioned a grandmother. Where does she live nearby you?
7: No, she lives in Ohio.
4: Okay. Uh huh. And whose okay. whose parent is she? Your mom?
7: No, my dad's. Your dad. Mm-hmm.
4: And if you called her and said, uh, "You know, Grandma, this is a horrible situation I'm in, and, and Mom and Dad are being real abusive to me, and I'd like to come live with you," do you think she would call and talk to her son?
7: I don't know, but my mom's told me she wants me to go live in with her.
4: And are are they being abusive for just? I mean, have they always been like this? Yeah. So th- they've always been horrible parents. Yeah. And if I talk to them, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, and I said, well, what, do you, what do you mean telling uh, your nice daughter, Jade, to go move in with her grandparents? W- what would they say?
7: Well, we don't do that. We'd never do that.
4: They'd, They'd w- deny it. They would deny it. Yeah.
7: Everybody thinks my per- parents are, like, perfect.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah. They- can you talk to them at all? No. So if you, if you said when, when you were not arguing, when everything was hunky-dory, if you said, listen, uh, Mom and Dad, I'd really like to talk to you because I, I, I really don't like the situation. I'm thinking about moving into Ohio in with, uh, in with Grandma, and I don't want to do it. So can we talk about this and, and see if we can reach any agreement? Is there something I can do and something you guys can do? Would they not have that conversation with you?
7: I don't know. Maybe. Are they there? No, I'm in, I'm actually in Ohio right now.
5: At your grandmother's.
7: Yeah.
4: Oh, okay. So right. you're already there. Already there.
7: Yeah, but it's just vacation right now.
4: Okay, and you're thinking you might stay.
7: Well, not right now, but you know, I don't know if I could stay here though.
4: All right, all right. Let, uh, hold on. We we we're running late for the breaks. So I'll tell you what we're gonna do, Jade. We're we're gonna put you on hold, mm-hmm. and uh, when we come back, we'll see if we can tie this thing up. All right. Okay. All right.
2: I'm starting to itch. My i will be right back. Dr. Drew will say something brilliant, but no one will hear him because Adam will be making funny noises.
16: GoDaddy wants to help put your business online. The Website Builder makes creating a website easy. Even if you don't have any technical skills yourself, just choose a design from hundreds of customizable templates and personalize it with Website Builder's drag-and-drop design tools. Don't pay a web designer or spend hours on Google learning how to build a website. For just $1 a month, you get everything you need to create a professional website with unlimited pages, unlimited pages, including a free domain name, free hosting, and GoDaddy's award-winning 24-7 support. Visit GoDaddy.com, enter the code LOVELINE to get the website builder for just $1 a month. See website for details.
4: Yes, indeed. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Tori Amos tomorrow night. And Dr. John tomorrow night and tonight, just Dr. John filling in for Dr. Drew. Dr. John's a psychologist, so um, in keeping with the whole psychology theme, let's get back to uh, Jade, who's uh, 13 and was being uh, physically and uh, emotionally abused by her parents and is now in Ohio staying with her grandmother and wants to know whether to uh, return back to the parents or not. Jade? Yeah.
5: Hey, Jade, it's, it's Dr. John. Hi. Um, no child deserves to be physically or emotionally abused. All right? Bottom line. Now, the problem is that when you start talking to people about it, people that know your parents, you're letting out a family secret. And that's going to be very difficult for people to hear, very difficult for your parents to deal with. Mm -hmm. And you need to find somebody that you're going to trust. I don't know if that's your grandmother. All right? That may be the person to start talking to. I don't know. But you need to realize that once you start talking about it, your parents will probably try to deny it. They probably do love you, but it's going to be a difficult road to start talking about this and getting some change.
9: Mm-hmm.
5: Okay? And I think you should be talking to people about it. And your grandmother may be the best person.
7: Yeah. All right? Okay.
4: All right, Jade. Good luck. Tom, 17, you're on Loveline.
1: Hi. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Um, I have a question. If, is it normal or have you guys ever experienced for guys to have multiple orgasms?
4: Yeah. I had this uh, one boyfriend back oh, in the 70s I and mean, was... I mean, this guy just wouldn't huh no, Oh mean, me personally Huh Yeah uh well what do you mean uh, tell me what you mean by multiple orgasm
1: Well I was with my girlfriend the other a couple nights ago and uh, I kept having orgasm after orgasm
4: Uh-huh with the same penis Yeah okay
1: <laughs>
5: how,
4: how much time in between orgasms About a minute oh, Really? Yeah. What do you eat? No, hold on. Let me get a pen here. What'd you eat that day?
1: Uh, A couple jalapeno cheese corn dogs.
4: All right. Jalapeno. Jalapeno, Is that with a J? (laughs) 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 All right. right. Corn dogs, yeah.
10: And a Coke.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And a a Coke, yeah. That's it. That's about it? Yeah. All right. It's going to be a little run. How many
5: times has this happened to you, Tom?
10: Six that night.
4: Six? Six times. all right now wait whoa, one
5: whoa, minute whoa. in between
10: yeah,
4: All right, you're faking you're know. you're faking that's at least a that's, third
10: that's that's my not
1: girlfriend.
4: It. Ask your girlfriend right, right here. Right. All right. Let me talk to her.
1: Okay, hold
17: up
4: <laughs> Engineer Mike has loaded the, the bogus shotgun and has his uh, itchy finger on the trigger yes where, well, obviously, the the woman's in a wheelchair, so it's going to take an extra <laughs> moment for her to get to the phone. All
9: right, here she is. Hello?
4: Hello.
15: Hello.
4: Yes, what's your name, sweetheart? Heidi. Heidi. Uh-huh. Gr- girlfriend of Tom? Uh-huh. Multi-orgasmic uh, Tom, the uh, love machine?
7: <laughs> I guess
4: so. All right, now, l- let me ask you this, and, uh, you know, pardon me for getting too graphic, but did something come out each time he had this orgasm? Um...
7: About three
4: times. Uh huh. He did, and the other
7: three, he
4: just said he had an art. But uh okay. I
7: guess he
4: You know. All right. So there was uh, there was uh, definitely something uh, physiological happening. I mean, there was some uh, sample of his love the first three times, mm-hmm. at least. Hey, my hat is off to him even for the even for the three. And you say those are, uh, Tom says they're about one minute intervals. Uh mm-hmm. huh. That's what, uh, to the best of your recollection, that's how you remember it?
7: Yeah, I was the one who remembered it.
4: All right, and uh, do you like that?
7: Well, that's the first time it's <laughs> ever happened to any of my partners. Okay. Especially
4: him. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, all right. It, uh-huh. It, now, how fast does he get to the first one? I guess it's the uh, big question.
7: Well, he held himself back for an hour.
4: Okay, listen. Listen to me. You hang on to this guy with both hands. You understand? Yeah. Not all men are cut out of the same cloth that uh, Big Tom is. Uh-huh. We don't all have this uh, gift of uh, multiple orgasm. You understand? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, my idea of multiple orgasms is uh, I have one on Tuesday, and then I have another one Thursday, and then Sunday. Why? Oh, and then I nap. Uh-huh. And it was good. Do you understand? Yeah. Okay. That's quite an wow. achievement. Nice. And, and, and Tom, I would say enjoy it. Enjoy it at 17. You want to know when the man's sexual peak is? Ask <laughs> right Tom there. right now. That kind of, you try to go for two at it, 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 my age and you'll burst a vessel in your forehead. And, and, and the next thing you'll remember, you'll just be looking at the uh, lights and the corridor of the emergency room you never gone for three or six, have you there, uh, Doctor? No, no, no comment. No, no, no comment. All right. well, I'm going to take that as a maybe. R- Brian.
2: Hey, what's up, Adam and Dr. John? How are you guys doing? Good. Good
4: you're yeah. 16. You're on Loveline.
2: Yeah. Um. Okay, I have a small problem, but it doesn't directly affect me. It directly affects my brother. I uh, have a little brother, and he's about, like, four right now. And um, I've been noticing, like, the past year, you know, he's... He kind of like acts like a girl, you know? And I'm really concerned because I don't know if this is just a phase or not, you know? Or if he like watches too much TV or something, but, um, it, it, like he acts like a girl sometimes, and.
5: Like how, Brian? What does he do?
2: Well, he, well, okay. Okay, here's a good example. He watches TV, you know, and if he sees like a girl in a commercial or something, he like imitates them. <laughs> and, like, he doesn't do it like all the time, you know? And I don't know if it's like, You know, Uh,
5: Brian. He's he's four years old. Yeah, and and much of how he learns is through imitation, and he doesn't know the difference between girls and guys.
2: So, so you think that he's not like gay?
5: I think it's no. I think it's not at all. It's perfectly with a normal development. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and Uh, if
4: if you want him to watch some females, would be uh, more fitting uh, role models for him. Give him to watch that uh, Rosie O'Donnell show. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if he emulated her, people would think he was a truck driver. (laughs) Okay. All right, yeah, All right. but it's, I, I, we appreciate your concern. That's right.
2: Yeah, I mean, because I'm just, like, looking out for him and stuff, and, you know, I'm just wondering about it.
4: Right. All right, well, uh, you know, what I mean, what if... Even if, I mean, what if
5: he was? I mean, he's still your brother. Yeah, I know. If he's still I, your brother. You're going to love him anyway, exactly. so... Yeah, exactly. That type of effeminate behavior, the imitation, is perfectly normal. Okay. And if he was gay, you'd still love him. Exactly. You know. All right. I'd, so yeah.
4: and let me tell you something, quite honestly, Brian. I'll come in here once in a while wearing some pumps, and that doesn't make me gay.
10: Yeah.
4: You understand? Yeah. Do you uh, have those on? right? I'm wearing my Asperdrills tonight because it's warm. Open toe. You know. <laughs> I'm going to come in in something uh, flirty tomorrow night for you and Tori Amos. Thank you. <laughs> Engineer Mike is just begged me not to. Uh Linda, 30, you're on love line with Dr. John.
18: How are you guys doing this evening?
4: Good. Good.
18: I've got um actually it's just a question on whether I want to know how healthy it is to keep in touch with past love relationships. I'm beginning to feel like um maybe I've got a problem with letting go and <laughs> I'm just kind of kidding myself. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what you think if I mean, I have really good relationships with old, old boyfriends, but every once in a while we start reminiscing and then they start reminiscing sexually and it's like, I don't want to go there.
4: Uh-huh. So you start reminiscing, and he starts Rema-kissing, and then you start Rema-blowing. Is that what happens? Something like that. Yeah. Believe me, this, I, you know, guys do not stumble onto the old sexual days when they're having conversations with you. It may sound like they're just sort of stumbling onto it, but they're practically reading a teleprompter behind your head. This is what, This is what guys do, and some guys can pull this off. Lord knows I never could, but there's some guys, it's like they have sex with somebody and then that is it they're ordained to have sex with that person for as long as they want for as many times as they want after that and then there's someone it's over it's over and it gets you know they never get any more now do you have sex with these guys
18: no it's usually on the phone i mean oh. i we talk on the phone or we, you know just like when course of the day. one of them is actually married um, and you know i catch up with his family i find out you know what's what i know his wife and then like I said, I'm very comfortable with these guys. I mean, the one who's married, he actually, we actually should never have been dating. We should have stayed best friends because that's the way I've always felt about him. Hey, Linda. Uh huh.
5: What's the problem?
18: You know, I think what it is, I'm just coming out of a relationship now. Yeah. And, you know, I'm always set. I, I always feel like I know what I'm doing, but now, you know, at 30, I'm feeling like maybe I don't know what I'm doing because I have all these relationships. They're long term. I usually end them. Uh-huh. and then you know i keep in touch with these guys right and you know Linda, uh-huh. do,
5: do the relationships get to a certain similar point that you are aware of where you end them you know I
18: mean, it's sort of like kind of i guess i mean what i what i do is like it's like after like three i mean it sounds strange but i have long relationships i don't I, don't, I date really badly, so I tend to fall in love, and then I'm with someone for like three to four years.
9: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
18: And then um, at some point I realize, no, this isn't it. My folks have been married for you know, about a billion years, and um, they got married young. And as a matter of fact, it's kind of a strange thing. But, I mean, they have a lot of respect for each other, and I guess that's what I'm looking for. And at some point, like in three years or something, I realize, oh, wait a minute, I don't think this is it. Yeah. You know, I can't I can't imagine the next 50 years with this guy. Yeah. So then I usually bolt.
5: You know, it sounds like for about three to four years you settle in with someone.
18: Like I get comfortable. You
5: get comfortable, and then after a while, whether it's commitment or you start looking in the future, say, wait, I can't do this for the rest of my life. And that's not uncommon. It's not abnormal. Mm-hmm. All right, but the fact you've been doing it for several times, I think you need to, to be talking to somebody about it and try to figure out what's going on.
4: And, Linda, maybe you're just uh, breaking up the relationship so you can hurry up and begin a uh, lovely phone sex, uh, the phone sex portion of the relationship. Yeah,
18: but I've never been good business, life, so I haven't figured out the 900 thing.
4: <laughs> Linda, you have uh, what uh, Dr. John called a pattern, and that's something you got to break out of. I mean, three years isn't bad, but you picture yourself being with the person for 50 years, and you're not you're not going to go through with it and that's uh nobody should put that kind of pressure on a relationship picturing the person uh in you in the person in 50 years what i'll do is i'll picture uh, one of us dying of cancer or in some kind of roller coaster accident every six months and that'll that'll enable me to prolong the relationship (laughs) and 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 not go out to places with six flags six flags on them and we'll be back
11: What's the music about? What? Oh, the music? The final
4: rise! Blinds galore. They got a memorial sale. It's uh, coming up the Memorial Day sale. Everything up to 50% off, everything you need. uh, Free samples, by the way. They'll ship them out so you'll be ready to shop. It starts Thursday, May 22nd, and we use these guys. You guys should use these guys, especially when it's a kajillion degrees outside like it is now. You take the blinds, you shut them. The room's like 25 degrees cooler because the sun is not, not only is it not coming in and turn into place into a convection oven. It's not beating the crap out of the upholstery and the carpet and bleaching out. The dog. Nothing worse, by the way. Upholstery and people that get sunblasted. It's a horrible, horrible look. You go to Blinds Galore. They really are Blinds Galore. They take care of everything you need. And uh, you go to BlindsGalore.com. You make sure you let them know I sent you. That's BlindsGalore.com Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's Adam Kroll and Dr. John, and we will be back in 10 seconds.
7: This is Love Line on Radio Station.
4: So here's the phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191 and the fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. John filling in d- for Dr. Drew. I miss the guy, but uh, not that much, really. He's in Cancun. <laughs> is he?
5: Yeah. Good for him. Or Guadalajara.
4: Wherever.
16: <laughs> Stuff like this makes me sick.
4: Look, he's, I, you know, I, I've, I've, I've told this story each night, but I'll, I'll tell you because this oh, is God. your first night here. You know how he always has that uh, undocumented help looking after the kids? You know, he's got the triplets. God forbid he yes. spent a little time, in, you know, with his own that. kids. But, oh, I've been to his house. Uh, and I kn- the triplets. Oh, absolutely. Uh, kids. I, I know them all because I recognize their genitalia. They, they didn't, weren't wearing a uh, stitch of clothing the entire time I was with these kids. They were naked. They were jumping off the walls. Totally undisciplined, these kids, like uh, some sort of uh, free-range kids going on. Sounds pretty normal. God knows how they're going to come out, these three. But they're uh, three years old, yes. and they're all over the place. And what Drew does is he, you know, he burns out these nannies pretty fast because they can't take it. You know, I mean, they, they burn bright, but they, they're, 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 they're short-lived. Wow. So he has to make a trip. He calls it a vacation, but he makes a trip over to uh, south of the border to pick up some new help. Each time he smuggles them in the trunk back to his place, he burns them out in about right. six months, and then it's back on another Mexico run. Now, why he's going as far as Cancun, I don't know. He yeah. could just go over the border, but I think that's all part of this, the, you know, the scam. Got it. All right, so now we're on to right. Drew. You're gay. <laughs> <laughs> that's Drew from uh, from south of the border. Paul, 21. Hi. Hey. hey.
19: How
12: are you doing this evening, gentlemen? Good. Good. I have a uh, family problem that I need some advice with. I... Uh, it's mostly with my brother. We just cannot get along. I, I've been on the verge of of just killing him for the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's kind of a stressful situation with the both of us. I just don't feel like he respects me. I don't think that violence is ever the key to to it. But sometimes I think maybe if I just put him on his back one time, that would that would solve the problem. You know, I've wanted to sit down and talk to him constructively, but he refuses
4: to. Is he is he younger than you?
12: Yeah, he's seventeen.
4: Uh huh. Do yeah, you live I, with him?
12: Yeah, I, I still live at home. That's probably one of the problems. I'm 21 and living at home, but... Uh,
4: you know the the beauty about being a big brother? What's that? You can always kick your little brother's ass. Absolutely. I mean, I'm telling you, if, if, if uh, Mike Tyson had a, a brother that was six months older than he was, he'd be... Sc- scared to death of the guy yeah well I don't
12: think there's any doubt in his mind that I, you know that I could inflict some serious damage
4: right to. and it's sort of your your right as a brother to be able to I mean i I don't advocate uh, violence and you wouldn't go around smacking uh, strangers or even uh, friends or colleagues but for some reason it's okay to smack around your own brother
12: well I've kind of I've kind of felt started to feel that way lately but I just don't think it'll accomplish anything. I'd rather sit down and talk to him in a constructive manner. But all, right,
5: well, try that. all right, So if you insist, who who in your family can help you do this? Uh, Both th- parents around? Or
12: yeah, yeah, they are. I uh, I I'm gonna approach my mom about it actually, but it just seems like every time we try and sit down and talk talk about it, he'll say something to piss me off, or I'll say something that pisses him off, and it's... it's
4: What's this guy there. doing, Paul, that's pissing you off? He
12: just, he talks to me, he doesn't respect me in any way, and I, he just talks to me like I'm one of his little schoolyard buddies, and he can talk to me any way he wants, and any, and another thing, my mom seems like that she's always protecting him from me, I've never had, you know, I've never hit him or anything like that, I don't know what the deal is,
4: is, uh, you think he's getting a little too big for his own britches kind Absolutely. of thing? Okay. And
12: he's Seventeen years old. He knows everything.
4: All right, and but but on a deeper level here, Paul, why do you resent him? Are, are you, you're still living at home at twenty one?
12: Well, I'm not going to be for for only a month longer. That that has nothing to do with it. Uh huh. I just don't feel like he has any respect for me.
4: Uh huh. But but how well, much respect do you have for yourself?
12: Oh, a, a lot.
4: Are right. you feel real good about yourself? Very good about. Usually, me. when you're feeling real good about yourself, uh, you don't mind other people so much and what they have to say
12: well i wouldn't mind it if i didn't have to live with him on a daily basis that's, I think
4: that's you, the whole problem who, who has the top bunk
5: <laughs> hey paul how much trouble is he causing him with your parents
12: uh he's uh, he's actually a good kid but i don't think he, he shows them any respect either they kind of let him walk all over well them. you know
5: it really it really is their issue uh-huh with Wh- your brother
12: what do you mean their issue is? is well our, they're the parents well all right without... and
5: and their issue in disciplining him is really up to them well that's and I think fine. you're you're seeing that he's disrespectful. it's bothering you immensely, and you want to try to do something about it but you got to look, is that your responsibility or not?
17: Well, I
12: don't think it's my responsibility as far as pertaining to them goes, but I, I think that it is my responsibility if if he's not going to show me any respect I uh,
4: are you out of the yeah. house in a month?
12: Uh, yeah I am. where are you going? I'm going overseas I'm going to the Philippines.
4: All right, on yeah. uh, one of those sex stores?
12: Uh, no, <laughs> no, not quite. But I am going to be gone for two years. Are, are
4: you yeah. in the Are you in the service? No, I'm not. What are you doing over there? Uh,
12: I'd rather not say.
4: What, you you're just uh, harvesting uh, poppy seeds and making them into yeah. opiates or something? Something that effect. Well, yes. What are you doing over there? <laughs>
12: I'm going over there for a mission of my for my church.
4: Oh really? Oh, oh right, you're that's good. All right, all right. nothing yeah. to be ashamed of. Wussy.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> no 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 <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Listen,
4: great big religion. Listen, you le, 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 okay. let me let me just correct one thing here. Yes, I am an atheist, and yes, I do not like uh, people uh, getting up on the pulpit and banging their fist on it and uh, trying to extract money from, uh, from citizens or, or, or taking their own uh, take twisted take on morality and trying to force-feed it to everybody. But when it comes to people going to other places and doing good work, whether it's non-denominational. I don't care if you're Jewish you're Catholic, Christian, or atheist. You're going somewhere, you're doing some good, then uh, God bless you you pardon the pun. Right. well thank you or behind you 100 percent. thank you very much all right yeah. watch out for those ping pong balls on the sex tour though you can take an eye out with those <laughs> things paul <laughs> one right, more one
5: more there. thing since you're leaving don't push this with your brother okay let your parents do what leave
4: on a good note
12: that's what that's my whole that's my whole uh, ideal is to leave on a good note yeah I don't want and,
4: and paul no. remember what it says in in the good book about turning the other cheek
12: Okay, well, I all right.
4: you've got a point. Forget all that uh, eye for an eye BS. <laughs> you turn the cheek, uh, head off to, uh, where's he going? Philippines. Philippines. Yes, and, uh, you know, try to steer clear of those, um, don't get any, like, uh, scurvy or, uh, where do they get over there with the mosquitoes? Malaria. Yeah, stay away from malaria, help the people in the villages, and uh, come back, and it'll be a good story. probably get uh, a lot of women when you come back. Tina, 24. Hi. Hey. Hi.
3: Um, I have a question, uh, kind of a medical question, sort of. Um, My stepsister, her husband, he got mad at himself, and he cut his testicles off. And I was wondering, does that affect the sex drive at all? Shouldn't that make it to where he doesn't get turned on?
4: Uh. Well, wait a minute. Let's uh, let's, uh, let's let's, talk, let's, talk let's, let's, talk, t- let's t- go back a couple t- of t- steps.
5: Tina, t- how long ago this happened? And 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 was he married to your sister at that time?
3: No, he wasn't married to um, to her at the time. All right. Um, they knew each other, but they weren't married. Okay. Um, and I'm not quite sure how long ago it happened.
5: Mm-hmm. All right. And, and what is their love life like now?
3: Um. Well, they came and visited my mom because they live. Um, farther, away, you know, long ways away from where we do.
9: Yeah.
3: And they came down and visited, and they slept out in their van, and we looked out the window, and it sure was rocking. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So <laughs> that's about all I know about it. <laughs>
4: all right, so, yeah. all right, when, when I'm Tina, uh, well, all right, I, I don't even want to, let's not even get into the fact that the guy lives in a van, but.
3: Oh, well, he doesn't live in a the van. They were, they were just.
4: They were down visiting. Well, that's lovely. Hey, why don't you come and stay with us for a while? Of course, in your van. Hey, hit the driveway, pal. Hey, we, we cleared a nice spot for you on the lawn. Oh, those are some parents. Oh, plenty of room in the family room, but uh, you go out and hit, hit the Econo line, would you? The house
3: was too full at the time, trust me. All right. They had Got three it. kids, and they were all in the
4: house. So they were in the spare bedroom. And okay. There was Tina, all right. Tina. I'm past the van issue, Tina. Now... Uh, why did this guy cut his own uh, testicles off? Because he was, uh, he was in an, and believe me, it hurts my teeth every time I say this, but why did he cut them off? Was he in an argument with your sister?
3: No, he was by himself. He got mad at something he did. Uh-huh. He got mad at himself.
4: Like he uh, yeah. goofed up a crossword or something?
3: I'm not quite sure what exactly he did. I was never really told I asked, but nobody really knew. Uh
4: Uh-huh. And and what did he do with his testicles after he cut them off?
3: Threw them away as far as I know. I don't know.
4: Uh Uh-huh. Because, you know, I I mean... Does that really matter? Yeah, believe... Well, no, I'm, I'm saying, well, wait a minute now. It does. I want... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, does he keep a, a mason jar on the oh, uh, dash or the van, or or, oh. or maybe using as like a stick shift knob or something? Uh-huh. I would want to know. And then let me tell you something: <laughs> he threw him away. Uh, listen, I'll go into the garbage after a little change; that slides off the tray at Jack in the Box. So believe me, I would go in after my own testicles. But he got rid of them, and they never they never could replace them. No. So so there's nothing going on down there. No. All right, let me ask the doctor: Do they? Uh, obviously, there are uh, hormones and things. that sure. uh, It's a little factory down there. It's a little uh, Keebler factory between produces, your legs. Yeah. Is, do you think, obviously, the guy saw a doctor at some point. I don't think he just put tar on it and called it a day. <laughs> no. So well, is there some sort of hormone or something like that that he could be taking in order to compensate for, for the lack of production of, of his testicles?
5: Well, he could still have an erection and he can still have an orgasm. Okay. Now now this the, the semen and the sperm are not coming out because that's produced by the testicles. All right. Now you said they have kids, that's why I wasn't so sure.
3: Well, no, they're not his kids. Yeah,
5: okay. That's what I was They're think.
3: not his kids. They're right. from a previous He could family.
5: still have an erection and still have an orgasm. All right. Anything that comes out could be semen, which comes out of a different type of gland, but it's not going to be sperm because that's produced in testicles.
4: All right, Tina. Okay. And, right. uh, and God bless you for such great concern over your uh, sister's uh, husband's uh, scrotum.
3: <laughs> I'm not really concerned. I was just curious. All right. Well, the
4: van was rocking, <laughs> right. right? So
5: yeah, you knew.
3: Well, it, I just didn't think that he could you know, get
4: turned on, that he could, you know... Well, no, I, I guess <laughs> I guess it is possible, although it would take me a long time to get over that. Wow, oh, what, what people can do to themselves. That'd I mean, I I might think about cutting off my testicles at some point, but as soon as I got one... <laughs> oh, you. oh yeah. You scare me. Oh, believe Ooh. me, I'll entertain almost any thought, Dr. John. Oh. But as soon as I got one millimeter into that scrotum, I, I would... <gasps> I would abort the mission immediately. I would call it off. I mean, you really have to go through it. I mean, uh, okay. Yeah, All right, my teeth like hurt again. Hmm. Keith, 17.
19: Good evening, fellows. Hello. Uh, How are we doing? We're
4: fine. We're fine.
19: Okay, well, before I start on my problem, I would like to say a quick thing. If that girl Jade is still listening, I just wanted to wish her some good luck in her.
4: Yes, Jane the, the uh, Jade, the 13-year-old who's uh, yeah, living in Ohio yeah, with her grandparents, that, that abusive parents. Yes,
19: sad that incident in, uh, in America's youth today. Anyways, okay, now let's start getting selfish. Okay, my problem is... Hey, Keith. Yes, sir. Let me
4: ask you a quick question. Yes. Play any uh, Dungeons & Dragons?
19: Dungeons & Dragons? Yeah. Mm, not really. No, I'm, I'm not the role-playing type. A L- little bit? I did at one
4: Okay, point. all right. That's all. Yay! That's all. Just, uh, just playing a hunch. <laughs> Go ahead.
19: Oh please. What What is this about?
4: Just playing a hunch. <laughs> Go ahead.
19: <laughs> okay, anyways... Um, Having problems dealing with um, females. To be more specific, I was just in a real real hellish relationship. I cannot elaborate on how horrible this relationship is. For how long? Hmm? How long? Uh, (laughs) Ten months. Mm -hmm. I stayed with the girl for ten months. Uh Uh, It was a complete thing. I I understand my faults, and it was a complete codependency on her. Um, You know, she'd be totally wonderful, sweet, caring, kind person to me, one instance, and then uh, immediately after, you know, she'd she'd be mean, she'd insult me, and I would never do anything back.
4: All right, Keith, I I, I don't want to burst your bubble, but that's all women.
19: Yes, I understand. I I, I know that. That's my problem. You see, I'm having such a hard time dealing now with any female.
4: Good. (laughs)
19: That is not what I want. I'd like to be a little more amiable and friendly and kind towards them, you know, and, and maybe have another friendly nice happy dating type scene not not intense involved relationship just something
5: all right keith keith you you seem shell-shocked I, oh god. all right and that how long has this been done here.
19: thank you <laughs>
5: how long ago
19: how, how long, long ago did we end uh, the relationship yes yes oh god it's about um, almost two months now two months um
5: yeah, just takes some time to get over it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, this is someone who who apparently her moods changed drastically. Yeah, but all right, and that's not that's yeah. not a normal situation.
19: The normal, but see, what's not normal is I've always considered myself a very rational person, right. but now I have to see I'm seeing a therapist. I'm on antidepressant medication. I've tried self mutilation. I've never thought I would ever resort to that because yeah. I've always thought myself to be rather you know just thinking with reason and logic. And keeping myself in the, but all with right. her, but I have lost all control that I had on myself. And I've been all a completely different person. All right, but Keith. I feel weak. Uh, M- Mr. On.
4: Spock? Uh, hold yeah, on. Captain. Yeah, okay, because you're a Star Trek guy, too. Believe Man. me, I know the wrath. I, I know the listeners. You know, someone called in last night, some woman, she was like 31. I said, wait a minute. I bet you got something hanging from your rear view. You got a roach clip hanging from your rear view, don't you? Or some some sort of craft, some arts and craft hanging from your rear view. <laughs> she did. She had like some little baby moccasins with beads on it.
19: People that likes little, you know, little things are just absolutely the most cutest things in the world. All
4: right, settle down, I Spock. Uh, now listen. I listen, Spock. Here's the deal. You're one of these guys. I know you're You You try to keep great control over yourself. You're like these uh, martial arts guys. I uh, so. They try, yes, uh, Sensei, <laughs> they, what they try to do is they, tr- they, they feel like they're going to get out of control unless they keep real tight wraps on themselves. Mm-hmm. They really got to, it's like, it's like uh, when, you, when you buy that stuff with the shrink wrap on it, they got to feel like that all the time, yeah. and they feel like if someone comes around and punctures it with a pin, God knows what could happen. Mm-hmm. And what happened is this chick came by, and she punctured your wrap, and, and everything got out. The no, stuff were to shreds, though. Okay. I mean, Punctured. All right, all right. But you'd been whole you'd been so pent up for so long that she merely punctured it or tore it up and you came spilling out. So now part of it eh ba Settle down there. I'll I'll, I'll get my I'll put my taser on stun. Don't, don't, don't favor me. Please. Okay, now listen to me. I'm on This is not her doing. It's your doing. Yeah. You're the one who was all wrapped up like a ball and it exploded like one of those uh, novelty uh, snake in the peanut brittle cans where you pop the thing off. She yeah. just popped the lid and you came flying out. Don't blame her for popping. Now, she may have been nuts. <laughs> and <laughs> then she probably is because I'm guessing if you two were together, you were, you're both a little off. Yes. But you were pent up. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not so pent up, then you're free to be with anybody because they can do whatever they want. If you don't like it, you move on, but you don't have to worry about them unlocking the demons inside of you. Okay. All right. So you keep with your with your therapy. Yeah. And you let release yourself a little, and don't don't intellectualize everything so much. Learn to feel. I need to, I know. I, I try. I Keith, give me a hug. Come on, man. <laughs> man, come on, man. All right, all right. Please, anyway. please stick with the therapy. Do not be so pent up, and then you don't have to worry about those who uh, possess the uh, evil pin and can pop your little world. I tell you, wow. I, I don't have my own practice. God, you're tell good. you tell you, yeah, know, you guys, you spend all the time you reading the books. You know, you're out there reading God. the books. You're, you're taking the little tests. You got the little scantron. But I'm out there living it, man.
5: <laughs> I have learned so much just in the last hour.
4: Oh man, I just got, I got you're so right. many sides to me, man. There's, yeah, do it's scary. You want to tell me about any of them? <laughs> no. Okay. <tell> <laughs> I feel like I should maybe give you that ninety bucks at the end of the at the it's end not of the 90, show. I'll be one hundred and eighty. Yeah, uh, you're more ninety. Oh, yeah, oh, for Christ's sake! Oh, I'm better than you. And absolutely. I, I do. I come over to your house for ten bucks an hour and stay all day. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You're easy. That's disgusting. One hundred and ten bucks couldn't even fix you if you had a cut on your knee. Don, sixteen. Hi. Hey, hi, Don.
6: Um, I don't um new at this. (laughs) Um, My mom has had a lot of troubles with relationships before, and she's in a relationship right now where uh, he's not abused for anything, but he drinks a lot of alcohol, and, you know, he, he stays out all night and stuff like that, and I was just wondering, you know, what I can say to her to help her a little, because she's brought herself from really low to, like, from, like, doing drugs and stuff and drinking and she brought herself from that in the past six years to being clean. When she goes out with her friends, she doesn't drink or anything. And I was just wondering, I mean, if that can bring her back to doing drugs and stuff. You know, having someone around that does that.
5: Don, this this guy is, is actually your stepfather, is that right? Or yeah. Okay. All right. Um, how much does your mom talk to you about her concerns? About, about what she's feeling. About,
6: about what she's feeling? Yeah. Um, I think we're pretty close. Yeah. I mean, most of the time when she talks about them, it's mostly complaints.
5: There's, you know, mean, there's, there's no question. If someone in the relationship is, a, is abusing drugs or is alcoholic, it, it sets the whole family uh, on edge. There's no question about that. And yeah. you and your mom have been together for a long time. Yeah. And you've got a very tight bond. And I think it's it puts you in a tough position because you can see some things happening that maybe your mom can't see. And I think the best thing for you is be supportive, but let your mom also live her life.
4: Yeah, I mean, but really. but it, it, her, her mom in, in recovery is hanging out with a guy's uh, abusing alcohol. Right. It's not a good. It's
5: not a good match from understanding it from that perspective.
4: All right so what you know. what you're saying what Don needs to do is be uh, supportive but not be intrusive not be intrusive absolutely no mom do well chalk another one up for the host yeah no. <laughs>
16: Hey, everybody, don't forget our friends at GoToMeeting. That's right. If you need to have a meeting, get your peers or your collaborators together, you can do so with GoToMeeting with HD Faces by Citrix. Powerfully simple way to meet online from anywhere, anytime. We love GoToMeeting. I use GoToMeeting for any meetings I'm having where I can't get everybody together or where people are in different parts of the country or the city, whatever. Why get together? You don't have to. You can actually have your high-definition, real-time video conference all the while throwing up and working out one another's documents. That's really the most cool part of the whole thing. So you can start GoToMeeting. Sign up for a GoToMeeting from your computer or mobile device. Launch your first meeting in seconds. You'll be able to share the screen to collaborate on projects in real time. Turn your webcams Turn on your webcams to see each other's face-to-face. Start your free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting today. Visit GoToMeeting.com today and click the Try It Free button. Use the promo code LOVELINE. That is GoToMeeting.com. Promo code LOVELINE. Meeting is believing.
4: Uh What song is that? Yeah, producer, eh? Yeah. Huh? Oh, going for a walk? Yeah, I love that song. I love Bad Religion. we got to get them back on. They're really cool. Uh, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. John sitting in for Dr. Drew tonight and doing a uh, fantastic job thank you uh, and just something that just popped to mind I, I asked our guest this question uh, many times It's kind of a running joke here on Loveline but I'll, uh, I'll ask you since uh, you are our guest tonight in a way uh, you. Uh, you know uh, Bobcat Goldthwait the uh, comedian yes mm-hmm. you, you know his yeah, work please. from the um, uh, police academy and uh, the other things uh, well you know, there's a quite a body of work behind him too by the way um, how old would you would you guess he was?
5: I think he's fifty uh, one.
4: Fifty one? Yeah.
15: <laughs> you are so mean. You just are getting the biggest kicks out of
4: this. Fifty one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh. He loves it. I loves this. I say his name on the air three times a week. Come on, he loves this stuff. He's uh, he just turned thirty (laughs) four. This is a doctor, by the way, of psychology. That's right. There's no uh, drunken band member in here. (laughs)
5: Seventeen years
4: old. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, Bob. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Yeah. All right. You ready to go back to the phone? Did I give Uh, the number? Sound? Did I do that? All right. One eight hundred L O V E one nine one. That would be the phone number, Nicole. Fourteen. Hi. Hey.
15: Um, my boyfriend has a problem with masturbating, and he he like told me that he does it all the time, and he asked me like if I wanted to do it with him, and is that normal to like be doing it like five times a day?
4: No, that's that's a little light for a fourteen-year-old. <laughs> is he is he injured? Is he okay? What? Is he is he have some, some kind of illness?
15: Um, I'm not.
4: Sure. Seems to be okay. Are you guys having sex? No. No? Mm-mm. Uh-huh. Right. But, but,
15: he has asked me if I wanted to do it.
4: Uh-huh. Does he do it in front of you? No. So you've never seen him do it?
15: No, but he did tell me he has a problem with it.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah, meaning that he feels he does it too often?
15: Yeah. Okay.
4: And he would like you to get involved with it because what does yeah. he want you to do? He wants me to do it with him. Uh-huh. With him. All right. Now the, the all right. Please, I see through that uh, thin veil. Here's what he wants you to do. He he wants you to be in the room while he's naked and he begins and then he wants to finish finish you off sexually. Oh. You understand? Yeah. This this is no different than the massage theory. <clears throat> what? Here's my theory with the massage. And women, please take note. When a guy says he wants to give you a massage, mm-hmm. What he's saying is I want to see you naked. That's why guys give women massages. You'll notice, and women testify, the ones who have been in longer-term relationships, the guy was all full of massages. Oh, he was a regular masseur when you guys were just going out because he wanted to see you naked. Now, once he's seen you naked a couple hundred times, somehow, mysteriously, the massages seem to fall off. Uh-huh. This is the same thing. He, want, he says he wants you to help him masturbate, and he's treating it like uh, some kind of hobby that he wants to share with you. Hey, he's interested in masturbation. You should, you today. should, you should have a mutual interest. His happens to be diddling himself, and he'd like to get you involved with that. It's so not like stamp collecting.
15: What should I tell him? Because he like wants to know if I want to do it with him. I think it's like sick. I don't know.
4: Right? You think it's well, sick, and you're not ready for sex? Yeah. Right. Okay.
5: Then tell him that.
15: So just tell him that, like.
5: Tell him that you're not you're not into it, and that you're okay. very uncomfortable with it.
15: Okay.
4: All right. All right. Okay,
15: thanks.
5: Well, that
4: was easy. Whew. She'll never do it, but uh, still, it, it was easy. <laughs> Alicia, 17.
6: Hi. Um, I have a problem because I'm going to be 17 tomorrow, and I weigh about 89 pounds. And I've just always, always had a problem with it being really, really thin, and I, I don't know what's causing it.
4: How tall are you?
6: About 5'5". Five five.
4: All right. All right, that's tall. Hold on, Anne's coming over to the house to kill you. <laughs> uh, uh, Alicia. Yeah. Uh, is this something you're doing to yourself? or is No, this sp- no,
6: no, no. I've always been accused of that, but I've never, never even thought of
5: that. Right. Yeah. You want to put weight on.
6: Oh, yeah, definitely.
5: And what have you done to gain weight?
6: Um, we've tried those weight-gaining shakes, like three different kinds, and I'm, I, I mean, you know, I, I eat a lot.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever done any work with a nutritionist or with your pediatrician? Or? No, we don't.
6: I mean, we don't have like a lot of money to go out and hire all these people.
5: Yeah, well, you, well, don't, you don't need an entourage. You, you don't just... need an entourage. You need to be talking with a medical doctor. Uh huh. All right, or even a nutritionist okay. and getting some professional guidance about how
4: you can gain weight. Do you have in your periods regularly?
6: Um, kind of. They're. I mean, they're off, but yeah, yeah pretty much.
4: Okay. And uh, are you are you sickly?
6: I, I do get
4: sick a lot. Uh-huh. So you, are you sort of generally weak?
6: Yeah, you could say that. When was
5: the, when was the last time you saw a doctor?
6: Uh, about two weeks ago.
4: Okay. Uh, for a physical or?
6: Yeah, okay. physical.
4: I'll tell you what you should do. You want to put on weight? Yeah. Get married. <laughs> you'll, you'll balloon up in no time at all. <laughs> it happens there. Everybody I know has got married. Their wives, boom, big as a house. <laughs>
6: the body of, like, a 12-year-old, you know, and I just, I can't stand it. And all, right, all
4: right, all right, okay, let me say a couple of things. Okay. You will fill out eventually, <laughs> <Instantly. clears throat> and uh, right now you may be a little light, but when you start getting into your mid-20s and everyone starts packing on the weight, you'll be just hitting your stride. Okay. So you know, down the road, this is probably not going to be a bad thing. It may feel a little awkward now, and you're just gonna have to uh, you're just gonna have to drink those shakes and do your exercises, and uh, are both your parents uh, sort of Ichabod Crane-ish?
6: What do you mean by that?
4: Are your parents thin? <laughs>
6: um, not really, sort
5: of. Really? Well, least I think you've done a good thing by getting a physical. All right, and you've checked yeah. it out medically. And, yeah. And consult. To see if you should talk to a nutritionist as well.
4: And a lot of cod liver oil. That'll do it. <laughs> it's, just, it's it's a cure-all, Good. please. Martha, 21.
13: Hi. I have two questions, actually. Mm-hmm. My first one has to do with implants and those like, weird-looking girls that you see, like, in porno movies who yeah. have, like, double F-sized breasts, right. you know, right. be, like, each side weighs 20 pounds.
4: Uh-huh.
13: Like, where do the, they get the extra skin from? Is it, like, from the chest area? Do you, like... How does that happen? How does the skin stretch to hold that?
4: Very nicely. Oh, how? Yeah. <laughs> well, um... <clears throat> Now I'm no doctor, but I've certainly have uh, studied pornography as if I was a doctor. As a matter of fact, I would like an honorary uh, pornography degree bestowed on me. Boozum. Yes. Well, you know. Uh, thank you, Adam. You know. Uh, you know. Uh, you know. Bill Cosby and all these other celebrities go and they get their they get some sort of honorary doctorate or some lordship or something slapped on them after they made a couple of sitcoms. I don't know why. Hey, this. <laughs> This guy jogs by the college every once in a while. Hey, I see him on TV. Let's give him him some kind of degree. Now, to me, if I was the person who earned my degree, I'd be pissed off to see Bill Cosby up there because he had a couple of good sitcoms and a few stints in Vegas. He's getting a degree I busted my ass for. But let's not go there. All right. Now, it is my understanding, I know, because some of these women are just so big that you can't imagine where they got the skin from. It's like they're, they're, uh, they're ass, their anus must be in the small of their back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could make a good movie. All right, listen. Backbashers 3. All right, listen. Martha. Uh-huh? Uh, I'm guessing that the ones that are tremendously big had something to start with. Okay. You, you cannot have nothing and get that big. There's, there, there are limits, even, even uh, to uh, unscrupulous uh, plastic surgeons, I- as, far as, uh, as far as they can go with the breast size. So the ones that are huge were probably big or medium big to begin with, and I think that's what it is. And the skin is pretty amazing. I mean, if you look at a person, look at some people that, I mean, that guy got carried out of his house. He weighed 1,000 pounds. Right? I mean, you carried him out on a forklift, you weighed 1,000 pounds, and two years earlier, he weighed like 220 pounds. But
13: that took, like, time to, like, stretch the skin, and, like, I doubt these girls wait years to, like, add,
4: like, another ounce. Well, I know they're not training their breast uh, because they might have an implant somewhere along the line, but it, it, the skin is it has a lot of elasticity to it, and it's probably tight for a while, but eventually it, it stretches out. All right, Martha? Okay,
13: I have another question concerning pot.
4: Uh-huh. Okay,
13: my question is, how long do you have to be smoking marijuana before you, like, develop, like, a really strange odor? Like, do you have to be tore up, like, for years on it, or, like, how long does it take?
4: You mean, like, that Rastafarian odor? Yeah. All right, that's from dreadlocks and not bathing. Uh-huh.
13: Okay. No, because I heard Dr. Drew say that, you know, after a certain period of time, you develop a, a distinct odor if you're, like, a pot smoker.
4: Yeah, you mean where you smell, like, Cheetos and B.O.?
13: No, not from the munchies, but from, you know, from smoking, an actual, like, marijuana
4: smell. No, well, know. you smell like whatever you smell like, and then you take a shower, and you don't smell like it anymore.
13: No, that's not true. You don't what? develop an odor from smoking too much pot. You do? No, I'm asking
4: you, is it true or not? No, I'm I'm going with no.
13: Oh, okay, great.
4: Unless you just space out and forget to, you know, talc up before you leave the house. <laughs> okay. All right? Okay. That could happen. <laughs> well, we'll be back. Oh, we will? Hey, Engineer Mike. <laughs> I'll take another call if you want. No? Yeah. Yo,
2: G, the phone number for Loveline is 1 800 Love 191. Loveline, right back.
11: Dr. Drew? Yeah, Mike? Truecar.com is the new way to buy a car. It is changing car buying forever. Simple. Fair. And it's a fun way to buy a car, that truecar.com. And you save time and money, and you never overpay. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, what and are it you doesn't talking have about? to be.
16: about? I love talking to those salesmen with the big wide ties. Oh, come on, now. come on.
11: Drew, now you're just being crazy. No. The truecar.com, they help you get rid of the fear that you might overpay.
16: Here's how it works. Truecar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market, shares it with consumers so they never overpay. The average savings is $3,046 off MSRP.
11: That's, that's insane. Over yeah. a million cars have been sold. Sold by our True Car Certified Dealer Network, over 40,000 cars were sold by True Car Certified Dealers just last month. Over 7,000 dealers in the Certified Dealer Network—one in five dealers—is a True Car Certified Dealer.
16: And those certified dealers go through a certification process, and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor the savings that you lock in. So here's the three-step process: three-step, Guar-
11: guaranteed. Savings. First, go to TrueCar.com. Find out what others paid for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate.
16: And third, is simple. Print out your certificate. Take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for
11: better hassle-free buying experience. TrueCar has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings.
16: TrueCar.com. Boom.
4: yeah 1-800-LOVE-191 is the phone number 310-854-4455 is the fax number i'm adam crowley he's dr john filled in for dr drew and sarah is 17 and on love line hi hey. hey
20: um i have a problem it's that um Every time I'm in a relationship or not even in a relationship, and I'm I sleep with somebody, I always have to be under some influence.
4: Uh huh. Right. Like like marijuana or alcohol.
20: Yeah, yeah, one or the other.
4: Uh uh-huh. huh. And
5: you, have you ever ever been sexual with someone without being drunk or stuff? No,
20: that's the problem. I'm afraid I can't. I don't know. I mean, I've I've kissed people, but you know, it's just something about inhibitions or something. Someone told me
4: yeah are are you sorry you did it after you you did it when you sobered up no no so it's not it's not it's not like that it's no. just you're you're kind of uptight. you're maybe a little self conscious and reserved. You, you reserved yeah yeah okay and uh you need uh, you need something to cut the edge a little bit yeah and you're nervous yeah Right. Okay. Wait a second. It's like Dr. It, Drew before minute, we do it. No, no. I'll tell Is you, that it? Dr. Drew will take a, you know, every time before uh, the show, it's a little uptight. He'll take a suck right off a flask. He's got a big flask of Jack. He keeps, he'll take a, he'll, he'll nip off that thing. He told you that secret? Oh, I, remember, I see him do it. He just nips yep. in a handful of uh, Valium and, you know, looses him right <laughs> up and he's flying. able to do his job.
20: Yeah. yeah.
5: Sarah, how intoxicated do you get? I mean, can you remember
20: what's happening? Yeah, I can remember. It's just, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't. I'm wondering if this will always have to be this way or.
4: No, it, not w- at all. No, it, it'll, it'll, You'll get with someone. Have you been with one person for a while? Yeah. You have.
20: Um, six months.
4: Six months, and you've been having uh, sexual relations with this same guy for mm-hmm. six months. Yeah. And you've done it a multitude of times. mm mm-hmm. And each time you got to get drunk or stoned.
20: Well, I mean, it's like the weekend usually, and, you know, that's
4: just... you're already drunk or stoned. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. Now, why don't... And it, you're pretty comfortable with the guy? Yeah. Would you walk around naked in front of this guy, like, the next morning? No. No. Do you... How do you look naked? <laughs> Go slow. No, I mean, do you do you feel a little self-conscious?
20: Well, everybody does, then.
4: Not me. I'll <laughs> flaunt my hairy ass in front of anyone who wants to see it. You're fat. No. <laughs> True, please.
20: <laughs> no.
4: No, you look okay naked? Yeah. You got nothing to be ashamed of. And I'm sure he likes looking at you. Okay. So why don't you try that? Why don't you try it without it this weekend? Uh-huh. It's, uh, what's what, Wednesday and Friday. Why don't you, uh, you know, have a little sober nookie?
5: <laughs> and, sir, you also don't have to have sexual intercourse. I mean, take it nice and slow. Get used to this guy without getting drunk or stoned.
20: Mm-hmm.
4: All right, take it slow. Okay. All right. Look, John, she's already, I know you feel compelled to say that because you got that doctor in front of your name, but she's already had sex with a guy a million times. Drunk or stoned drunk or so she's
5: not comfortable with herself sexually right and naked with this guy so she's got to slow it down
4: and go back to the basics but believe me if she tries a sober run and this guy's not getting anything but a slap on the back he's going to be running for the liquor store Uh, yeah oh yeah that's maybe that's a good thing that he runs for the liquor store (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. What the hell does that mean? Him oh, okay. Well, I'm guessing he's going to be back. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I was implying. Maybe I should have made myself clear. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not, what, you think I was saying, like, ball the manager of the liquor store? <laughs> Come on. Put your thinking cap on, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Jamie, 18. Hi. Hey.
3: Um, what it, my situation is, is I just got back together with this guy I was dating after, like, being apart for, like, two months. And um, he doesn't want a commitment now, but because he said he doesn't want to be tied down. But he wants me to commit to him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want me to date other people, but he wants to be able to date whoever he's darn well pleased Right.
4: you got to be like that uh, giant in Gulliver's Travels, and he has to be like a dandelion in the wind.
3: Uh mm-hmm. Exactly. And he, you know, he, my friends are all telling me, oh, he's a dick, you know, dump him, screw him, you know. But I care about him a lot. And when it comes to me, you know, and I could just date him but and date other people, but when it comes to dating other people, I can't do it because I, I couldn't see myself with anybody but him.
4: That's that's a good impulse, by the way, not being able to uh, date two people at the same time. Uh-huh. Now, I don't think that's a bad impulse at all. Right. It probably means you're just a pretty good person. <laughs> and him wanting to date two people at the same time probably means either he's an a-hole or he doesn't really care that much about you or both. Uh-huh. Now... You know, you're concerned about him Because he's a pretty good guy But, I don't know I'd, I'd be a little more concerned about you Right This isn't going to work Uh-huh You know it's not going to work Right All right So find someone who it's going to work with Or at least has the potential Or at least who wants it to work
9: Uh-huh
4: Yeah? Yeah All right Yeah <laughs> Well, that's all there was That was it Uh tell you, i got to get me one of those well, wait, wait, what's your job again? Psychologist? Yes what do you need? Just some a sofa and office space? You
5: need about eight years of postgraduate oh, education. Please. Please. And training over All right. three thousand hours of experience. Bunch open, and, supervision. Now, this is
4: really... Is this about your father?
0: Yes. Is that
5: what this is about? <laughs> yeah. Talk to me about this. This is about He psychology. thinks he's so smart
4: with his damn psychology there mumbo jumbo, man. Oh, let it out.
5: Let it out.
4: He's pissed because I make more than he does, That's man. Right. He has all that education, man. You know, he didn't send me to college. He sent his own ass to college. I went to carpet cleaning school, man. It's taking care of everyone but Me. Oh, he wants to help everyone but his own! That's
5: right. Oh, boy.
4: That <sighs> hurt, man. feel better? No. <laughs> John? John? Yes? You're 17? Hey. Yes, I am. You're on Loveline, man.
17: Well, thanks a lot. You're welcome.
4: All right. You want to turn the frickin' set off and talk into the phone?
17: <sighs> My bad. But anyway, I have a question about fetishes hmm Like, if you have one, does it necessarily mean that you're weird or anything?
4: No. Hold on a second. On. Tell- How come everyone with a fetish sounds like uh, that stand-up comedian Emo Phillips? He's very dysfunctional. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> True. John. Yes? What is your fetish?
17: Women's shoes.
4: Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. What do you do with them?
17: Well, I don't, like, actually play with them or anything, but I, like, go, like, go to the mall or something. I look at all these girls wearing shoes and stuff, and I, like... Look, I was like pretty much the first thing I notice is
0: their feet.
4: Mm -hmm. And you're not one of these weirdos who hangs out like by the locker room and runs in and snatches the sweaty tennis shoes after the girl's been, you know, uh, running around in them and then runs home and sniffs them and masturbates, are you? No. Okay. Is your penis involved with this at all?
17: Well, it happened once.
4: Yeah. Every time there's a fetish, by the way, it always somehow goes to the penis. Why is, this, why, why, well, se- why is it... Let me ask that. Why does it manifest itself in it's a, a sexual, sexual way all the time, it's a the sexual fetish? sexual disorder.
5: It's a transfer of sexual urges onto an inanimate object. So you're
4: saying if a guy has a fetish for shoes and he doesn't masturbate, he's just a shoe salesman. It, <laughs> I mean... It
5: just has an interest in shoes, most likely.
4: Hey, John... But fetishes yeah. are sexual. You ever put your penis in one of those Brannock devices? Mm, no, I haven't. That's the thing they used to measure the foot, you know. They oh. know a lot about shoes. <laughs>
5: That in carpets.
4: I know, carpet and shoes, stuff that to do, well, where the foot very actually important. meets the carpet, you know, they, right, it's a symbiotic type of relationship. Yeah. So, John. Yes? I wish I was into the feet, too, by the way. <laughs> Did he hear that, uh, producer Ann? All right. You ever had a shoehorn up your ass?
17: No, I don't think so.
4: Okay. Uh, producer Ann wanted me to ask that. All right, so tell us a little more about your uh, foot fetish.
17: Well, basically, I pretty much told you all about it. Was I, I see these girls up in the mall or something? And I see them wearing like certain shoes or stuff, and I like go oh, like I one time I found myself following this one girl because I thought she had a pair of shoes I liked. Right,
4: he's a pedophile. John.
5: <laughs> John, have you ever been in a relationship? Yeah. All right, and what happens there?
17: Well, nothing. I mean, I'm pretty much like all concerned with like all the love and stuff. I pretty much don't not care about her feet.
4: You don't care about the feet in the relationship? No. Because, see, I think it's really sexy when a chick leaves her shoes on, you know? Like, when they're naked, but they're just wearing their, yeah, just, yeah, they're wearing, like, the little tennis socks, and, you know, somehow they pull the pants over the boots, or or they're wearing a skirt or something, and they're just wearing the the boots. I think that's real exciting. But you'd rather see the feet, or do you want to see the foot, or do you want to see the shoe?
17: Well, in a way, it's like I'd rather see the feet because I prefer sandals over actual shoes. Mm Mm-hmm. Right.
4: And when you're being sexual with someone, do you want to, like, do you fantasize about licking feet and touching feet?
17: Well, no, although I've read about cases about
5: that.
4: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. John, what are you, you stumped?
5: No, no, not at all. I think that, that what you need to do is, I'm not really clear about how this affects your relationships that you're in now. And and I think what you need to do is to try to sort that out. And you have an attraction to women's shoes, all right? It doesn't seem to be a fetish; it seems more like an obsession.
4: John, have you all ever right. bought any f- ladies' shoes? No. You ever stolen your mom's shoes? No. All right, it's not gotten that, that out of hand yet. No. And it doesn't seem to cause
5: a problem in the relationships that you're in.
4: No. Right, let me ask okay. him. Let me ask an important question. What would you rather see, uh, Cindy Crawford's breasts or her feet?
17: Well, in uh, a way, I take both. Oh,
4: man, okay, so maybe it is. It's, it's just worse than we thought. <laughs> yeah. Please, John, the feet. Come on, uh-huh. it's feet. I got feet for Christ's sake. I want to <laughs> see stuff I don't got. That's the whole. That's what my fetish is. I want to see everything that I don't have. Feet, I have little hair on them, but I have feet, John.
9: Yes.
4: All right. So here's what's going on you 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 have this uh bizarre sexual energy and it's it's manifesting itself in in the women's shoes i don't shoes. know that it's
5: bizarre sexual fantasies
4: you know, it's, no it's i said energy to se- he's got like he's got Bad we trip. he's just gonna come out somewhere weird i think he, i don't it
5: know it doesn't seem like a fetish all right it's not sexual. a
4: fetish it's just like a fat <laughs> 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 that's jewish for fetish fat fe. All right, John, it's just a fast, so don't let it become an eddish, all right? <laughs> all right? All right. N- all right, nip it before the eddish part comes around. Never been into the feet. And here's what I think. And, uh, and John, let's say John doesn't have a foot fetish, right. doctor. there, right. But obviously there are people out there who do have foot fetishes, right? I right. mean, that's that's a fairly, sure. fairly popular fetish. Sure. To me, I always think of guys who have the foot fetishes, guys who have low self-esteem. Because what they want to do, the guys that are really have the foot fetish, is they want to like kiss the feet and lick the feet, and the the smellier the feet, the more excited these guys are. And it's all about being like walked on and stuff. And I I I think it has to do with low self esteem, or these guys do have it. What do have, you think?
5: Have you been in psychoanalysis before?
4: Yes, I have. <laughs> well, that
5: explains it.
4: <laughs> and I want my money back. Is there any kind of rebate thing?
5: I think there
4: is. There should be. <laughs> hey, seriously. If I go to my old therapist that I went to about eight years ago.
5: It didn't work. I'll and bounce, say, for, listen, John, I'll bounce for it. I'll for it.
4: Dr. Johnny has a degree. He sat with me in a room for two hours. He's heard what I've had to, had to say. And it didn't work. At least half his money should come back. Am I right? I would think so. And an apology.
5: Sure.
1: <laughs> Love Line. Be right back. Austin.
5: My name is Paul Shirley.
1: And I am Justin Halpern.
5: Together, we do a podcast called Short Corner.
1: It is a podcast about the NBA, but it's not the same as every boring
5: podcast you hear about the NBA. Paul, you played in the NBA. Yeah, three different teams in the NBA, a lot of teams everywhere else. And Justin is a comedy writer. That may not seem like a
16: logical pairing, but together we make magic about the NBA.
5: So
1: come listen to us. Uh, Find us at podcastone.com backslash corner, and let us make love to your ears
4: well no time for the phone number no time for the fax number wouldn't do any good anyway because we are just about out of here uh just enough time to say that um Tori Amos will be in here tomorrow night, and she is a very interesting person. I've uh, met her uh, once or twice, not had any long conversations with her, but uh, I know she's a very spiritual person and a uh, a very interesting person. So uh, we should uh, have ourselves a very interesting night tomorrow night, and. Uh, Dr. John will be here, who is also an interesting guy. And between the uh, two of us, or the three of us, I should say, uh, we should uh, we should stumble onto all sorts of bizarre things and find out why she uh, has a big picture of her up on Sunset Boulevard suckling a pig, piglet that is. So we'll we'll find out all about that. And uh, until then, I want to thank uh, Dr. John for coming in and doing a great job tonight. The lovely Lisa for doing the phones tonight. The beautiful vivacious Sherry for doing the phones tonight. The angular one, producer Ann, for producing the show tonight. And the one nut wonder, engineer Mike, for doing a fantastic job engineering the show. So again, uh, tomorrow night, Tori Amos, Dr. John, myself, and until then, mahalo
2: been listening to loveline the opinions expressed on loveline especially by adam carolla are not necessarily those of the staff management or sponsors or even the character voices loveline produced by ann wilkins for westwood one entertainment copyright 1996 so don't even think it.
4: this concludes another
9: podcast one.com program